The Lord be with you. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? So we have here at Faith Lutheran a group called Wilderness Worship, where we actually go out into the wilderness. And about a month ago, we went up to Deer Creek along Highway 32 to hike that trail. Some of you in this room went on that with us. And as we gathered to go on that hike, a member of our congregation showed up to join us, a a young woman named Megan Moffitt. There's a picture of her. She joined our congregation back in October. For those of you who don't know her very well, I want to say a couple things. First of all, she gave me permission to tell this story. Yes. Second of all, she is currently visiting family, so she's not here today. And third, she is blind. Full-on cannot see. She is blind. Yeah? So when she showed up to go on this three-and-a-half-mile hike along rugged terrain, overlooking a stream at parts where there's about a hundred-foot cliff, I will admit in that moment I couldn't see how this was going to happen, right? I, I looked at her, but all I could see was her cane, All I could see was her husband who walked alongside her holding her arm. All I could see was a 12-inch wide path with a cliff tumbling into rapids 100 feet below. I could not see how this journey was possible. And that same feeling is what the people in Isaiah are feeling today because God has just told them that they're going to be released from their exile in Babylon, that they get to go home to Jerusalem, and they say, wow, that's wonderful news, God, and then they realize they don't have planes, trains, or automobiles, and it's a long way between Babylon in modern-day Iraq and Jerusalem in modern-day Israel. It's a long way between those things, and they're going to have to walk And so when they look to where God is pointing them, they can't see home. All they can see are hundreds of miles of desert without water. All they can see is a wilderness crawling with wild animals and bandits. All they can see are their weak hands and their feeble knees. All they can see are the obstacles. They can't see how this journey is possible. And God says to them, oh, what are you worried about? No, in the wilderness, I'm going to make the desert bloom. The wild lands are going to sing for joy. The the waters will gush in the desert. God is saying to them, I will create natural beauty for you on your journey that will sustain you in body and in spirit. But the question is, can they see that beauty? Because I will tell you, as I began to hike along Deer Creek, Right, holding Megan's hand on one hand with her husband behind her on the other, I was not looking at all the natural beauty that was surrounding us, and there was plenty of it. I was looking at my feet, yeah? I was looking, I was looking at the, the tree roots that were going to trip. I was looking at the loose rocks that were going to slip. I was looking at the three dogs and the four-year-old who were running loose, creating chaos. I couldn't see the beauty all around us because all I could see was the obstacles in front of us. And that's what John the Baptist is saying, too, because, you see, John the Baptist has been working real hard to prepare the way of the Lord, and he thinks that Lord is Jesus, but it's real hard for John to see Jesus right now because John is in prison, right? All John can see is his jail cell. All John can see is the guards, 
preventing him from leaving. All John can see is the corrupt king who has imprisoned him to keep him from speaking the truth. And so John sends his messengers to Jesus to say, are you the one we're waiting for, or are we to wait for another? Because where I'm standing, I can't see the kingdom of God. All I can see are the obstacles. And Jesus gives two answers to John. He gives ones to John's disciples, but, but then he also gives a second answer to the rest of the crowds. And he says to the rest of the crowds who have gathered there, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? Because, of course, that's where John did his ministry, in the wilderness. Jesus asked them, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? Did you go to see a reed shaken by the wind? And I can hear Jesus in those words asking me, what did you go out in the wilderness to see? Did you go out to see plants? Is that what you went out into the wilderness to see? And I have to say, well, sort of, because, you know, it was fall and the leaves were changing color and I thought they'd be really pretty, so I did want to go and see those. But the event is called wilderness worship, not because we worship the wilderness, but because in the wilderness we worship God, that the beauty of creation will point to the beauty of the Creator. And then Jesus follows it up and says, basically to those of us here at church today, did you go to see someone dressed in soft robes? And so I ask you, did you come to church today to see someone dressed in soft robes? Because they are very soft. This one's got velvet on the front. (laughs) Did you go out to see the beautiful musicians and hear their music? Did you go out to see the coffee and the Danish puffs that are at coffee hour? Is that what you came out to see? And before you can answer yes, Jesus answers for you no. He says, you came out to see a prophet and more than a prophet. Jesus says, you came out to see the one who will prepare your way before you. And then Jesus tells us, this is what it looks like when your way has been prepared. Jesus says, it'll look like what God promises the people in Isaiah who don't believe they can make the journey. God says to Isaiah, you tell those people that the eyes of the blind will be opened, that the ears of the deaf will be opened, that the lame will leap like a deer, and the mute will sing for joy. And then Jesus says to John's disciples, tell John what you see and what you hear. Open your eyes and open your ears because all those miracles of God, they're happening right now in your midst. And I will tell you, as I was hiking along that trail, sometimes holding Megan's hand, sometimes passing her off to others, I began to have my ears opened. And I began to hear, I began to hear not just the birds singing and not just the babble of the creek down below, I began to hear the voice of Megan's husband, Cole. I began to hear Cole describing for Megan the colors of the leaves on the trees that we were passing. I began to hear Cole describing the movement of the water over the rocks. I began to hear Cole describing the shapes of the boulders that we were passing under. I began to to see through his words the beauty all around us. I began to have my eyes opened, not just to the obstacles that were around us, but to God's beauty that surrounded us. And I, 
began to see the world as Megan did, through the eyes of her loving husband. And then my eyes were opened even further. They were opened to see what I had actually come out to see, not a reed shaken by the wind, but to see Christ. Because I began to see folks who had been strangers an hour before telling Megan to put her hand on their shoulders as they walked in front of her or to take her hand behind her to guide her along that trail. I I saw people wrangling dogs and, and a kid that they had never met before to make sure they didn't trip us up. I saw a four-year-old clearing sticks from the path to prepare our way. In that moment, I saw the body of Christ. I saw that we were Megan's eyes being opened on this path. That God was using us to give Megan the gift of sight that, so that she could make this journey. That's what I began to see. And I've got some pictures here of of what that actually looked like. So, Megan's the one in the big floppy hat. It kind of looks like it's covering her eyes. That's because it was, right? That's not how she sees. Instead, she's seeing through her husband, Cole, who's describing everything behind her, and through Jill Bentler, who's doing the same. And in the next picture, you can can see that big floppy hat sticking out behind Mike there. She's got a, a hand on his back as we walked along that trail. And we did make it the whole length we wanted to go, and we got back. And at the end, I asked Megan, have you ever done that before? Have you, like, is this, is this something you do? And she said, no. And I said, weren't you at all afraid? And she said, no. And then I asked her, well, why did you want to do this, right? I asked her Jesus' question. Why did you go out into the wilderness to see? And she said, I went to see if I could do it and to show that I can. And in that moment, I realized something. I realized that God hadn't just used us to give Megan the gift of sight. God had used Megan to open my eyes. Because at the start of this journey, all I could see were the obstacles. All I could see was her powerlessness. But Christ used Megan to open my eyes to see God's presence. When all I could hear was my own doubting voice, God used Megan to speak the words that Isaiah says that we are to speak to each other. Be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. By ourselves, we can't see how we could possibly have the strength to make this journey. But Christ opens our eyes, opens our eyes through Scripture, through beauty, through fellowship, that we might see that our God is here with us, preparing our way. And that, my friends, is what we went out into the wilderness to see. It's It's what we go to coffee hour to see. It's why we gather in small groups in people's homes to see. To say when all we can see is our own powerlessness, Christ uses fellowship to open our eyes that we might see God's presence. 
That is why we have beautiful music, and that is why we decorate our sanctuary. That is why we create crafts together. None of those things matter on their own, but we have them. So that when all we can see are our problems, Christ can use them to show us God's beauty. This is why we read Scripture. This is why we pray. This is why we come to worship. None of these things exist in and of themselves, for themselves. They exist so that when all we can see are the obstacles, Christ opens our eyes to see God's miracles. May we see Christ's body. May we be Christ's body, through which God gives us strength and courage for the journey ahead. Amen.